Hello. Welcome to Matters of Christ with Elizabeth. Today we shall be continuing on a great matter of Christ, Apostle Peter. We already started in our last episode talking about Apostle Peter's martyrdom. And we're going to look into the Roman Empire and Apostle Peter's death in this episode. So sit back and God bless you as you listen. Christianity, a fast-spreading faith, faced a lot of persecution during the time of the early church. Other belief systems felt threatened by Christianity. You know, after the death of Christ, one of those threatened by Christianity was the Roman Empire. Although it was against the wish of the Romans to crucify Jesus, they did anyway after much pressure from the Jewish authorities who rejected the claim. They said he claimed to be Messiah. So yes, the Romans at that time they didn't understand what Christianity was about what Jesus stood for they they just said was a self-proclaimed king of the Jews Romans usually do not interfere with the religious beliefs of the people they take over So they allow people to have freedom of worship. So for the most part, they protected Christians at first, thinking they were a part of Judaism. They felt that Christianity was a subset, a set in the Jewish faith. But remember... As Paul went reaching out for Gentiles, so more and more Gentiles joined the faith. It then became obvious that they were not a Jewish set, but a set of people with strange ideas. Because the Gentiles were not part of the Jewish society and they were not taking part in the Jewish Um, laws. So then it became obvious since the Gentiles were a part of Christianity they did not anymore feel that Christianity were a part of the Jewish set. So they just felt that these were a bunch of people with strange ideas. So Christians were regarded as 
outlaws because they had no small gods you know normally if you're not a jew you know other people served other small gods that they make they worship and yeah they have something that they worship but uh, not with the christians they were not seen offering any public sacrifices like other religions did at the time so they were not seen as being a part of any religious um, group in addition they refused to bow and worship the roman gods or the emperor the emperor at that time yeah was seen as a deity so that's why the emperor is regarded as addressed as lord so the emperor was ident was regarded as a deity and was worshiped by the romans but the christians will not worship the roman gods or the emperor so christianity as it were was not a recognized religion and was seen as contradictory to the roman empire since christians did not acknowledge any other religion they were not acknowledged by the roman empire so they were regarded as a taste hence the romans had the desire to wipe out christianity and just end what they felt was madness so many christians were imprisoned many were tortured burned even killed if they would not denounce their faith in Christ so this made christians withdraw from the society the public uh, society re- regular people you know so christians withdrew and bonded more with each other since no one else wanted to have anything to do with them but regardless of being segregated over regardless christianity grew and became prominent in rome and in some other regions so the early church went through a lot of persecution and pain after jesus left many were put to death for their belief in christ so this brings us to peter At the time Nero the Roman Empire the Roman Emperor from AD 54 to 5 to 68 he was the emperor at the time Peter moved to Rome Nero was a mean leader who was so testy for power his quest for power made him kill his own mother his wife brother and more members of his family so he was he was test he was he wanted power so this was his way of life and he was the first roman emperor who worked so hard to wipe out christianity from the face of the earth 
He falsely accused Christians of crimes they never committed just to get them killed. He made sure to make very huge, um, you know, uh, claims that they didn't, were not, they didn't have anything to do with. He made sure to make sure, he made sure that acknowledging the name of Christ was an offense punishable by death. So he made sure that anyone who acknowledged Christ would face death. So usually what he, he did was he amused the crowd by publicly using the death of Christians as a form of entertainment to his people. They gathered and they watched Christians die in a most barbaric way. He often, you know, he he had Christians executed in a very horrible manner, such as, you know, putting animal flesh on them, you know, and then the dogs devouring and eating them up, you know. Some were nailed to the cross and covered in tar and then set on fire. So then because it's covered in because they're covered in tar, their bodies will burn longer. And these were referred to as human torches, human lamps. So in the night, the bodies were burning and giving light to, to the people. So the bodies of Christians were used as human torches. Some others were crucified. So at the time, a lot of horrible things happened and many, many Christians were executed by Nero. Paul was one of the martyrs in Rome that, yeah, faced his death during the time of, of Nero. Not even Peter as well, yeah. So Peter was one of the martyrs. So Peter, an apostle of Jesus, he was a strong man. He had great qualities that Jesus was pleased with. Jesus was interested in him. So that was why Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So Jesus chose Peter. Peter did not let Jesus down. He worked hard proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and keeping the church together. So whenever there was dispute, Paul often called him. The cases that Paul could not handle, he often called Peter. So Peter was like the the one keeping everything together. You know, Peter got to Rome when he was trying to escape from Herod's persecution in Jerusalem. It was actually claimed that he was invited by Paul to Rome to help solve some disagreements among some Christians. So that was how Peter got to Rome. So he was active in ministry in Rome, encouraging the church there. History has it that the epistles of Peter was written during his time in Rome. 
Mark, an apostle of um, a great servant of God, Mark joined Peter in Rome. And it was during his visit, when he was visiting Peter, that the book of Mark was written. It was written, he was writing as Peter was telling him the things he experienced, his experiences and the things he 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 saw, the things Jesus said and the things Jesus did. So Mark was writing them down. The reason for this was to encourage the church experiencing great persecution at that time so that they can stay strong, you know. So his recollections were well put together in the New Testament book of Mark. So next time when you're reading the book of Mark, you know that you're reading Paul, Peter's, um, 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 the things he experienced, the things he saw Jesus do and say. So these were the things that Mark wrote down. So the book of Mark was actually uh, experiences of Peter. So the belief is that Peter was arrested and crucified by Nero around AD 65 to 68. The actual date of his, crucif- of his crucifixion was not um, recorded, not known, but it was around this time that he was actually crucified. History also has it that Peter was crucified head downwards at his own request. He did not want to be crucified head up like his master, Jesus. So he requested to be crucified head down because he felt he was not worthy of suffering like his master, Jesus, has done. Oh, what love. What love for a master and friend. He really loved Jesus. He was buried in Vatican Hill and a chapel was erected over his tomb. Later on, a basilica, which was pulled down and replaced by the new basilica of St. Peter's, like we know it today. So this is um, a little taking you back to where the church is coming from. Why it has come this far. Some people paid the price for the church to be where it is today. I will not um, end this section on Peter without us hearing his actual words. And we have the privilege to hear his actual words because he left some letters. He sent some letters. So whenever he got some people visiting him, he sent out letters to the churches. Remember, he was the one keeping, trying to put and keep that whole the church together. Making sure that the assignment that Jesus gave him, he did it to the end. So if you look at one of his letters, we're privileged to have the recordings of one of his, of, of, yeah, some of his letters. But I would like to read one. And these were his actual words. To God's elect, First Peter 1 verse 1. To God's elect, exiles, 
scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be upon you. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise to God for a living hope. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new bets into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. Just imagine the depth of these words. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. This points back to all the histories I have mentioned in the beginning. So you see that that he knew that the church was going through trials from the emperor, from the Roman society. So he was writing to encourage them. Seven, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, May, remain, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. He said, though you have not seen him, so he's also talking to you. So even though these letters were written to the saints at that time, remember Peter is the one keeping and holding the church together. And the reason you and I are still here being Christians is because... Some people pay the price and will still reflect on what they have done. And so, this letter is also for you and I. Because we are the the ones left carrying over this, handing over this baton to the next generation. From one generation to the other. We want to make sure that the Christian faith is not wiped out. The devil has tried hard to wipe out Christianity for generations but we are still here standing. So here Peter is saying to you, though you have not seen God, but you have loved him. You haven't seen Jesus, but you have loved him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your soul. And then he says, Be holy, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober. So don't don't relax. Because you're not being killed now like the early churches. It doesn't mean that you have to relax. And just, you know, get carried away. You are still a target. They might not be killing you physically. The devil has other ways of attacking the body of Christ. And the new ways he does this are true spiritual attacks. 
so you are still under attack so be holy and be sober set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus is revealed at his coming as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance but just as he who called you is holy be holy in all you do for it is written be holy because i am holy so this is what peter is saying and wants us to do so every time you read the book of peter i want you to realize that these are words these are people that that made sure christianity does not fall to the ground these are men that gave up that that gave up their blood they gave up the everything they gave up regular society life they gave up everything they were they were regarded as as outlaws nobody wanted to associate with them because of their love and their belief in Christ so another thing is anytime you remember this i want you to also know that peter also said to you in 9 he says you are a chosen people it was peter that said that you are a royal priesthood you are a holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light are you doing that today he says once you were not a people but now you are a people of god once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy so you have to realize that you are not of this world you are a chosen people you are a royal priesthood a holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light so always remember that so this is what apostle peter is still saying today as he takes on the seat as he takes on the seat on matters of christ he's still saying to you and i you are a chosen people i may not be here physically but i want you to know that christianity cannot fall to the ground i want you to know that you have to do your part you have to do your bit to make sure that christianity spreads and continues to 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 stand the test of time it continues to stand the test of time i want you to make sure you do your bit are you doing your bit to make sure that christianity is standing so as peter sits today on this seat he's acknowledging that jesus is still lord overall this is 2021 and we are still talking about a man that died around ad 65 to 68 why because those words are power his words as they remembered because they are life because he was the rock on which the church was built so peter is still saying to you dear friends i urge you as foreigners and exiles people have been exiled people were were thrown out he says 
to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. You see, I told you that Nero was falsely accusing them. Christians were falsely accused. See, Peter was saying to them, even though they are accusing you falsely, don't worry. Don't worry. Just keep doing your part. Be good, you know. And again, he, he admonished them in 13. He said, Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor. You see, it connects back to, the, to, to when they were, to, make sure, to, to tell, let you know that, that the things that I said in the beginning, they are all connected. He says here, Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as a supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talks of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone love the family of believers fear god honor the emperor you see so the emperor 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 you see it here it was because he knew the challenges and the pain that the people were going through at the time but he still tried to admonish them so what is peter saying to you and i today he's saying you are living live now we don't have all these persecutions and uh, being killed yeah but it's the saying, live as free people, but don't use your freedom as a cover-up to do evil. Live as God's slave. You have to always remember that you are a foreigner here. So it's, it's better for you to live as though every day were your last. Then you'll be more prepared because you don't know the day you're going to actually live and go and meet your Savior. So live as though you are in a battlefield. If you are in a battlefield, you are always scared for your life. Like, what is, is someone going to take you out now? You know? So you have to live and be always prepared. Live like a slave. That's why he said, live as God's slaves. Slaves are not, not like they're not free where they in in this in, in, in a place. So you have to understand that you are in a place with people that don't really recognize you. I know right now you might think, okay. We do not have people killing us like in the days of Peter. But don't forget that we have unseen powers and rulers in the dark world that are still after your life. Why? Because you are a Christian and because you are a lover of God. The worst thing that can happen to a Christian or to any person is to claim to be a Christian but not living the life of Christ. So the worst thing that can happen to you is to claim to be a Christian and not living the life of Christ. It's like going to war without guns. It's like going to war, just leaving yourself in the battlefield unprepared without any gun. What happens? The devil will take you down because whenever the devil comes, he sees you. He sees you as, okay, this one believes in God, you know, he's going to take you down faster. Because you don't, you're not, you don't have the whole armor of God. You're not fortified. 
So, it's better for you if you want to be a Christian, live the life of Christ. Wear the armor of God every time so that you can what? You can resist and can withstand the fiery darts of the enemy. So with this, I cannot talk about Peter and not Peter would not be glad if I don't lead you to Christ. So, I would like you if you would like to join this fast growing religion that they have tried to end for many generations every generation every emperor that comes at that time was trying to end christianity from one country to another christianity has suffered has faced even to the days we are in in some part of the world christians are being a target But still Christianity is still waxing stronger and stronger and stronger. So what would Peter like me to say? What would Peter do if he were here? Peter will lead you to Christ. So, do you want to join this fast spreading faith that the devil has tried to end and to shut and to snuff out but has not been able to? I would like you to say these prayers with me and invite Jesus into your life. Inviting Jesus into your life guarantees you life eternal. Inviting Jesus into your life reconciles you back to God. So I like you to say these prayers with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I am sorry for my sins. Forgive me. Come into my life and be the Lord of my life. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from dead. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus Christ from dead. Come into my heart. Give me the Holy Spirit. Dear Holy Spirit, come into my heart and help me live for God in Jesus name. Amen. If you just said that prayer, I want you to know that you are now a child of God. It's so easy. Jesus is your father. Look for a Bible believing church and join them so you can you can grow and you can understand. But as you go there, remember to read the Bible for yourself. Pick up the book of Peter, read about Peter, read about Mark, read the book of Mark, read the Bible for yourself and find out the truth for yourself. So I want to pray for you. Father in the name of Jesus, I want to pray for these ones that have given their life to Jesus. I ask you, Father, that you will keep them. You will keep them, Lord, keep them. Keep them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. When you chose Peter and said, "Upon this rock I will build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it." Lord, the church is still standing in 2021 and we are glad to be a part of what you and Peter started. Father, we are so happy. We are so glad that we are a part of this. Thank you. What Peter passed on is still standing. And so God will bless your name for these ones that have joined this new addition. Thank you Father because they will stay and the gates of hell will not prevail against them, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. And all the Christians watching, listening, 
the Christians that have grown cold in their faith, I begin to stir you up. I stir you up. I stir your spirits up. I stir you up. I stir your zeal for God up. I stir your spirit up. The things that matter, the things that matter will become the focus of your life. And that is Jesus. And that is Jesus. And that is the God that you serve in the name of Jesus. I stir up your spirit, man. I stir you up in prayer. I stir you up. You become prayerful. You will wear the armor 24 hours. You will not let the armor off. You will put on the breastplates of truth. You will wear this armor. You will wear this armor. You will wear this armor. (laughs) You will wear this armor, the armor of Christ. You will wear the armor of God so that you can withstand every fairy death of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ I cover you with fire in Jesus name Amen thank you for listening 